0: Two, Gross Anatomy. What just happened? So, hi, I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. And who am I with?
1: A frustrated Lauren Taylor.
0: And uh, this is Gross Anatomy. Take two, because, um, well, here we're talking about the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine, how it relates to media, technology, movies, and all that stuff. And sure enough, we're on your Apple laptop thing recording this podcast and we were probably at least 20 plus minutes in when everything just shut down technology. And there you go. We got nothing. We got nothing. So we're starting all over again today with gross anatomy.
1: And Dr. Cohn was on a roll. I was. I was learning a lot. Uh, yeah. About medical marijuana. I was
0: doing great.
1: About so many things. So
0: many things.
1: THC. I know the components. Now you marijuana. know everything.
0: Now you could. Can- Teenage? I could just sit back and you could give this podcast, I think. I'm just going to relax and Lauren, you will give us the podcast today. Oh, man. And All the right. podcast today is something that, as we said minutes ago, <laughs> is something that I've deliberately been avoiding talking about. We're, what number of podcasts are we up to, actually?
1: This, oh, maybe that's why. I think this is our 13th podcast. Oh,
0: but 13 in in Judaism is actually a good luck number. That's like the bar mitzvah number, you know, when the boy or girl becomes an adult. So it's a good luck. So today we're an adult podcast. We've been a, a child and stuff happens. So it's shut down. Is it shutting down again? It's not. Okay, good. So, because we're now at number 13, we're going to speak about the elephant in the room, the topic that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but I've been reluctant to talk about, which is cannabis, medical marijuana, pot,
1: weed. There grass. you go. Yeah, <laughs>
0: thank you. And, and actually that's part of why I've I've been reluctant to talk about it because it's a weird topic. It's kind of a little taboo. Um, it's still illegal in America in terms of the federal government. And, um, and while it's legal in many states, even recreationally, it's certainly legal in most states at this point, medicinally, right? Right. At least two thirds of the, of American states, I think, have legalized it. No.
1: Yeah, medically.
0: Right. And I think New Jersey, I think I just heard on the news, is about to legalize it as well.
1: That sounds right. Yeah,
0: I heard it today or yesterday.
1: I think there's only like a few states that don't have it, like South Dakota, North Dakota.
0: Right. Um, So that's why we're talking about it today. Finally, I'm ready. And interestingly, in terms of cannabis, it's been something that since I've been practicing, uh, you know, I'm a cancer surgeon. Since I've been practicing medicine, it's a topic that's come up much more uh, over the years with patients, occasion, but it, but even 15 years ago, when I was treating patients that have the old lady, you know, you know, the 80 plus year old woman with some chronic illness or cancer or something like that, who would then turn to me and say, "Dr. Cohen, what do you think about cannabis or medical marijuana?" And I would say, "I think it's great." And then the woman would say, "Okay, what should I do?" And I would say, "I don't know." I would say. Go find your son or your grandson or, or a friend of so, so-and-so so or maybe you know someone and could go get some pot, you know, to try it and see how you are. Boy, do I wish I invested in it back then. But that's a whole other story. Um,
1: oh, like one of those medical facilities? Yeah,
0: maybe. And, you know, the other thing we we, had, we were talking about a little bit is that I really feel like to some degree right now where we are in this country must be how people were feeling to some degree back at the end of prohibition in the pro that was what the 30s. Uh, yeah I yeah twenties so. and thirties yeah. i don't know, so you know with the end of of banning alcohol i think we're we're I think this country is at a similar place with that i don 't think alcohol ever anybody ever went out and said oh it's going to be good for you medicinally, although the wine industry is certainly an alcohol industry has certainly come up with a way to convince people that wine is good um and that's why you know, everybody. Your doctor says, "Oh, it's good to have a glass of red wine a night." I I don't know if I believe no, that. No, what do they
1: think the carcinogen? What is in it that they say that?
0: Part? Definitely not the carcinogens. No. That's no. cancer causing. No. But the <laughs> not the uh,
1: what is it? Something the C. I
0: some think. kind of thing. Yeah, in the in the wine is theoretically good, um, but. I but I, I i'll tell you i don't know how true that is i think you could find a study to prove any point you want and i think the wine and alcohol industry are are amazing lobbyists it's such a big industry that i think they've decided that having this kind of mind altering substance or drug is worthwhile um and i think that's where alcohol is the only difference with cannabis is that while certainly there's the mind-altering aspect to it, there's this whole big push about how good it is medicinally. Now, we didn't talk about... Um the, 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 the different parts of med- medical marijuana in terms of what people are saying. You know, there's the, there's, there's what everybody already knows in terms of medical marijuana. It's good for my stomach ache, or it's good for my, uh, you, you know, we know, uh, especially pediatric population with seizures. It's good for seizures, or it's good uh, for my nausea, or it's good for my irritable bowel disease, or this and that. But interestingly, there's actually studies more so in Israel. Israel Israel's one of the, the country of Israel is one of the, um, places where they're leading the, leading the research, leading the, the, uh, investigations in terms of marijuana. In fact, the, the first person who, um, defined and identified the Active substances in marijuana was an Israeli scientist named Dr. Mishulam, who who I randomly emailed, and he emailed me back. And like an idiot, I never followed up on the email. Oh no, yeah. even
1: a great person. I could
0: still email him, but um, so in Israel, though they're doing research with cannabis to see, and you probably don't know this, and a lot of people don't know this, to see what, if any, cancer fighting properties cannabis has, because there's. There's certainly not enough data, literature, research, but there are people out there who believe that cannabis, medical marijuana, helps fight cancer, which is God, nuts. I've never
1: heard that before. Yeah, no I one has. No, like the first time I think I ever saw it having anything to do with cancer was in the movie Stepmom. Where, Stepmom. Did you watch that? It was um, with Julia Roberts and Susan uh, Sarandon. Yeah, I didn't and see she it. She has cancer and then she gets weed and she gets high and it's like a funny scene. Right. But it's like. That's how she was able to get it because she had cancer. Right,
0: right. Yeah, no. So – so, uh, and, and I think w- one of the interesting things is we know cigarette smoking causes cancer and we definitely see an increase in cancer in cigarette smokers. I do not think as far as I know that there's an increased cancer risk in marijuana smokers. Okay. So there must be some – something else there because there's no increase maybe that i i think some of the thinking is maybe there's a decreased cancer risk because you would think these people would get cancer the data is not really out there or known but but that's what some people have said of interest
1: well you made me realize how hard it is to do a study on this because there's so many different types of cannabis right like weed that they're producing out there yeah and there's so many ways you can study it like you're saying like is there actually a decrease in people who smoke marijuana getting cancer right there's all these different things you can look at
0: there's there's so much there we're, we're still just at the very very early phases of m- marijuana because of the fact that it's been illegal so it's been very hard to study because a lot of studies require federal funding or some kind of federal board review and you can't get that because it's illegal now there, in one state there is legal marijuana that could be used i forgot which state it is um Tennessee, maybe? I don't even know. There's one state where they have marijuana that's legal, that could be used in America federally for research. But in order to get that approved, it's incredibly hard. And then a lot of the marijuana purists say that that marijuana is not really good marijuana. It's not as strong. It doesn't have the right chemical makeup the right compounds of the thc and the cbd and and it's not strong enough and and who even knows what we're going to learn from that marijuana so unfortunately because of all the regulations government wise it's been understudied except for places like israel where they're they're really leading leading the way and leading the cause and the push of of marijuana and marijuana is a weird thing because there's the um recreational side of it and then there's the medicinal side of it and where do the two meet and who knows and who knows um if and when the government decides to make it legal if they do what's going to happen to the research what's going to happen to the recreational side of it versus the medical side of it who's going to control it it might get very weird and very crazy um I actually think we're at a better point right now to some degree that it's not federally regulated yet, um, but it'd be great if we could study it more, um, more adequately. And, and you know, we, we were talking a little bit about the different um, compounds in marijuana, right? Um, there's-
1: THC, right? CBD.
0: How do you know that? Yeah, <laughs> very good. recorded. <laughs> yeah, so there's THC and CBD. Uh-huh. Those are the two main compounds. Do you remember which is which? Which gets uh, you high,
1: THC. Very
0: good, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> yeah. So the THC is what is the, is the is the the part that gives you the high. And does CBD get you high? Uh,
1: I don't know what the CBD. Does.
0: Not at all. Not Zero. At all. And and that's why, interestingly, hemp the the plant hemp, which is the same family as marijuana, is legal because the only thing you can extract out of hemp is CBD and not the THC, not the stuff that gets you high. You only extract CBD out of hemp, and i don 't know how that science has evolved i don 't know how those species have evolved, but hemp is one hundred percent legal, and there 's all this rage about putting CBD into all these compounds. You get CBD water and CBD for your and they're sold in stores in Whole Foods, and this is and CBD because CBD does not get you high, and that 's the part that everybody is saying is the medical breakthrough cbd that 's the part that 's going to make you feel good that 's the part that is the cream and the lotion for arthritis. Yeah, I saw it
1: in- tons of beauty products right now. like even like lip gloss like what is it supposed to how is it supposed to help you on it's your, supposed to your make lips? you more beautiful <laughs>
0: i don't know how it's going to help you on your lips but but in terms of what's interesting is getting back to the medical thing i have a lot of patients of all different ages who are non-traditional people who you would think of ever have anything to do with cannabis you know the grandma or the or the you know the stuck up person and they're massaging cbd oil on their achy knee three times a day and they're saying they feel better there's really no great studies about it it's all anecdotal stuff the one thing i do know is it's harmless and it's not going to hurt you cbd oil or cream i mean if you eat it you know and it has some weird chemicals in it that might not be good or alcohol in it but in terms of massaging cbd oil or lotion on you it's fine what's interesting about cbd since it's totally legal? Um, federally, you could even ship it in the mail. So there are companies use, with CBD products you could buy online. Oh. Now, if you're talking about the THC, the part that gets you high, that's the whole different story. That's the part that's still federally illegal. Now, part of the problem with the medicines that they've created and and in general doing research is there's this whole thinking that yes, the THC gets you high, yes, the CBD is the medical stuff, but really one without the other isn't necessarily great. You really kind of need them both in different ratios. And that's one of the things that doctors and scientists are trying to figure out. Should the ratio be three to one or two to one of, of CBD to THC or the other way around in terms of really finding the medical benefits? And that's what's still being explored a little bit or a one to one ratio. And then in addition to the CBD and the THC, it's not just that, you know, in cannabis in the plant are over a hundred compounds, probably even closer to 150 compounds at this point that they've Discovered. There may even be more. And the thinking is the entourage effect from the TV show Entourage, obviously. No, it has nothing to do with the TV show Entourage. <laughs> but they talk about the entourage, that it's not just the single chemical compound by itself. You really need what's called the terpenes, which are the other little compounds within the, the marijuana. You need some of the terpenes in there. You need the different CBDs. There's CBD 1, 2, even 3. You need the THC. You need the ratios to really find the true medicinal benefit.
1: And then you just, I mean, I know we talked about this before, but you aren't against, you can't prescribe it to patients. Right. But you can, you say there's no harm.
0: Right. So right now, um, right, a doctor... technically isn't allowed to prescribe marijuana they could recommend it and that's because of the whole federal thing and doctors have to be held to this higher standard and, and god forbid we even though if we think it might benefit a patient we can't prescribe it we could only recommend it and that's a weird crazy legal loophole mumbo jumbo stuff um but I, I certainly think in certain cases and certain patients it, it benefits. And and when I first started out as a cancer surgeon, maybe an occasional every couple of weeks I'd have a patient. Now at least two-thirds of my office visits with patients. So maybe on a day I'll see thirty patients. Probably fifteen to twenty of those patients will have some Conversation about cannabis, a chronic pain patient who, who's taking narcotics. I'd be like, "Have you tried cannabis?" Or, or someone with just you know stomach GI upset, you know, who who has this chronic problem with that, who's experimenting. I've said. That patient may benefit from experimenting with cannabis. Part of the problem is it's still experimental. We still don't really know where we are. Mm-hmm. It's a real interest of mine uh, and and cannabis in general, the medical aspect of it, to try to really figure out how we could use it as a medicine, not just as a as a recreational thing but yeah. as a medicine to really help people treat symptoms. The problem is is you know part of it is you know when you go to the pot shop. Uh, you know, the names of these things are called Kush and this and that. And right. Have you seen the yeah. names of these things? And like, you know, it, it it it's part of why I think the wine and alcohol business has done so well, because they've done a great job at marketing and calling it Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to Kush. You know, it's hard to take a medicine serious that's called kush whereas when you say pinot noir or rosé you know it's much easier to kind of treat it more serious and and give it a more legitimacy
1: yeah
0: um no we
1: definitely it seems to be more like rock and roll names or right like
0: right or or who's the celebrity Cheech and Chong's brand you know (laughs) oh yeah go to the store I'm Dr. So-and-so go to the store and go buy Cheech and Chong's brand of pot and that'll get you better
1: and then patients will take you seriously.
0: Right, exactly. And and then I'll be a serious doctor. And that's why we haven't talked about this yet on our podcast.
1: But speaking of wine, did you know that Francis Ford Coppola, who has his own wine brand. I mean, you probably had Francis Ford Coppola wine. He's now branching out into weed.
0: Right. When I was... Lifestyle
1: cannabis. Yeah.
0: So, so many celebrities are now. They're all getting on the... Just like all the celebrities got on the alcohol bandwagon, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, Clooney and and Cindy Crawford's husband have that tequila. Yeah. Um, and Coppola has his vineyard, which I actually went to when I was a fellow. No, I was a resident. We came out for the to this uh in San Francisco as the American College of Surgery meeting, and I remember we took a day trip to the Coppola Vineyard. Um, and uh Francis Ford was there. We hung out. No, we didn't meet him, we didn't hang out with him. <laughs> we just spent money. Um and uh yeah, so a lot of celebrities are are trying to brand their own, like Snoop Dogg. Doesn't he have some yes, cannabis thing going on?
1: And he's bringing Martha Stewart into it, right? So they can have that dynamic. Whatever exactly. that is, it gets gets headlines,
0: right? But that's all recreational. That has nothing to do with medicine, and that's going to be where it's interesting in terms of how the whole medical marijuana thing plays out. And and the truth is, if you could buy medical marijuana, why would you bother going to get the medicine if it might be more expensive? And that might be a challenge in terms of legitimizing it. It may just stay a recreational thing once it gets legalized. It's going to be interesting to see what actually happens.
1: But I feel like if they have it in this, it's now been approved for seizures. I feel like they have to almost study it more. It's like it's really helping these kids with their seizures and it's called
0: Epidiolex. Epidiolex. Right.
1: You would think that they would be trying it in more things, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and again, it's the Wild West. We're still at the very early stages of it. And uh, the problem with any kind of drug trial study discovery is the regulations are so tough and hard, and it takes a really, really long time to get something studied and approved. I think that's why other countries like Israel are way ahead of the U.S. in terms of studying these things. And I, I think a lot of the data will probably come out of the other countries in terms of... Of um, the medicine side of things. But I think um, some private companies will probably do some things too.
1: And weed will get more expensive.
0: No, I I think it'll get less expensive. I I think recreational marijuana will get less and less expensive, except for the fancy Martha Stewart brand. (laughs) But I think in general, you know, you'll be able to go get your cheaper. It'll definitely get cheaper. The medicines may get more expensive, but then... If you could kind of concoct your own based on just the weed, that's going to be interesting. Will people actually spend money for the medicine? I don't know yet.
1: That is interesting. Yeah. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.